Hey, you're listening to the Word of Life AG podcast. Each week, our staff meets to discuss one element of the mission, vision, and culture of our church. This portion of the podcast is all about bringing those messages to you. We hope you enjoy this talk from Pastor Tom J.J. Wood. So it's it's coming on a year and a half, close to two years to when we reopened the church after the shutdown. And um, it was a big moment for all of us, big moment for our church. It was a strange uh, season. It was especially strange for Megan and I as we come in a new position. And, uh, you know, our first Sunday here, uh, I spent at Luke's apartment. Um, Remember the apartment? Um, You know, watching church online with Pastor Randy as he is preaching on TV that was recorded earlier that week. It was just, it was a strange time to be uh, a part of the church, but we broke out of it, and it was a lot of work to get the church reopened. Uh, there was a lot of things that was social distancing and contact tracing and masking and spacing and all that stuff uh, that we needed to adapt to, and there was a whole lot of new positions that were needed uh, to make that possible, to make church happen. There was a whole bunch of, uh, you know, in kids' ministry, youth wasn't happening at the time, other ministries weren't happening, but the new positions were opening up. And there were a lot of people that adapted to those changes. There were a lot of people that just stepped in and said, you know what, whatever it takes, whatever I need to do, however I need to serve, wherever I need to step in, whatever skill I need to learn, whatever training needs to take place, whatever flexibility need me to show, uh, I'm ready to do that. And it's people that they saw the big picture and they dug in deep to do whatever they needed just to move the mission forward. And I kept referring to those people at the time as builders. And the expression has stuck with me. And the idea that, you know, we're all busy and active and focused and, you know, our heads are down and we're busy and we're getting it done and we're running in our lane. And then just take a moment and you just take a quick look up and the people that you see next to you are your fellow builders. And then you get back to it and you get down and you're busy and you go and you go and just look up and there again, the same people, the same builders that are alongside you. And those people are essential in moving the mission of the church forward is those builders and that spirit of having a builder. And if we as individuals and also collectively as a church, if we're going to be faithful and effective, we will need to be builders. Now, there's two pieces of good news with this. The first is that we are a church with a lot of builders. The second is people that are not builders can easily become builders if they want to. So this means our job as staff and as leaders is to give the builders everything they need to do a great job building. The second is to help people who aren't builders become the most passionate builders imaginable. Our job as staff and as leaders is to give the builders everything they need to do a great job building and to help people who aren't builders become the most passionate builders imaginable. So when it's my turn to share at staff meeting over the next few months, I'm going to walk through some of the builders that we come across in the Bible, starting today with Noah, which is cool because it lines up nicely with the Bible plan that we're all doing. So I'm going to read a few verses from this. I'm not going to read the whole uh, passage about Noah, but I'm going to hit on just a couple of verses. But let me read this one from uh, Genesis 6.13. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood, make rooms in it, and coat it with pitch inside and out. That was the word given to Noah. Go build an ark. Cover it with pitch inside and out. Now, fun fact, this has nothing to do with anything else I'm talking about, but if you look up the word, pitch is the same word for atonement. Pitch was the tar that they used to line the boats to make them waterproof, and he was told to do it inside and out. But it's the exact same word that's used for atonement, that idea of covering um, with something to protect it from outside forces. So anyway, interesting Bible study if you've got 20 minutes this afternoon. 
So the whole point of this story, the whole point of Noah, the ark, the boat, the flood, the whole point of it was to preserve holiness. The whole idea was that there is wickedness everywhere. So we're going to build this boat. We're going to build this ark. You and your family are going to go on there. You're the only one righteous I can find. And by flooding the whole earth, we're going to be done with unholiness. Now, God, of course, knew the outcome, and that is that the flood did not wipe out unholiness. The flood did not wipe out unrighteousness. Jesus did that. And the flood points to Jesus because it was insufficient to get rid of the problem of sin. The problem of sin was so deeply rooted in the heart of humanity that even Noah, a good guy, the only righteous one left, even him, after the flood, went and messed it all up disgraced himself in front of his sons, brought shame on his family, and terrible things came as a consequence of that. The whole point of the Noah story is that drowning the whole world was not enough to destroy the problem of sin in our lives. Only Jesus could do that on the cross. Which means, whenever you get frustrated with people and you think, if only I could take a machete and take out all of you, all my problems would be gone. The story of Noah is a gentle reminder that no, it wouldn't. Leave the machete at home. Mike, cheers. <laughs> but the real thing I wanted to hit on is to look at some builder qualities that we see from the life of Noah. So I want to go through some of these. The first thing is we see that Noah is obedient. Noah did as God asked. Genesis 6.22, Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Now, I've been um, reading a great book recently. I'm nearly done with it. Uh, it's called David, uh, The Great Lives, and it's from uh, Charles Swindle, very well-known author. I'm sure some of you here have read some of his stuff. Uh, he did a series of books, and there's nine of them looking at the life of uh, you know, a biblical hero. And the one on David is fantastic. It's really good. But one of the things that I read on recently was the instant, uh, you may remember it, in the life of David, where he's bringing the ark back into Jerusalem. And the ark is on this cart, and the cart stumbles, and the ark starts to fall off. So a guy goes ahead and puts his hand on it to stop it, and the guy falls down dead in God's judgment. And you read it, and it's like horrifying. And what I didn't realize until I got into this book is that, well, yeah, but they were never supposed to put the ark on this cart and wheel it into town. God had given instructions on how the ark was to be moved. You had these rings, and the poles were supposed to go through it. And not only that, only a specific kind of priest was able to carry the ark. It wasn't just any old buddy. And David had got any old buddy to carry this ark on a cart and wheel it into town. He'd taken shortcuts. He'd taken the easy way. He had not been obedient to God. In this instance, David had not been obedient to God. And consequently, someone died from it. This is how important obedience is. And we see that Noah did everything just as, the, uh, just as God commanded him. Second thing we see was Noah was ambitious. I'm going to take a wild swing and suggest that this is the biggest building project ever up until this point in human history. Noah had ambition, but the ambition was rooted in God. It was a number of months ago um, here in one of our meetings we talked about the difference between godly ambition and selfish ambition that we hear condemned in the Bible. And so here, Noah, he's doing what the Lord has commanded. God said, build this boat. I've got a plan. There's something I'm going to do from this. And Noah has got this vision. He's got a plan. He's got big faith that God is going to come through. And he has a godly ambition that, man, we are going to do something remarkable. It's not rooted in selfishness. It's rooted in God. But he is a man of ambition. He is going to be a part of the biggest building project humanity had ever known. Ambition. Second, uh, third thing, determined. 
Noah displayed determination in the project. Now, it's difficult to speculate how long it took to build the ark. The Bible doesn't uh, give us a lot of numbers and dates to work with to try and guess. But just a simple look at the scope of the project. So even if the whole family, even if all eight of them worked together on this, would have taken years. Would have taken years. They would have done anything for a chainsaw. It would have taken, I can't even imagine how long it would have taken. I really can't calculate. If you've seen the, the replica they've made in Kentucky, it's enormous. It's incredible. And this idea that this family of eight did this, with who knows what tools they had, like I'm thinking about Tom Hanks on that island when he's just got an ice skate hacking away at stuff. My goodness, I don't know how, I have no idea how long it would have taken, but I know it would have been years. And it would have taken determination to get it done. He got it finished. Noah possibly nor in the family, got it finished. I want to suggest that it's an underrated quality to find people that will finish what they start, that will see it through, that will stick with us in seasons, good, bad, not just fair weather, that will have longevity, that will have every intention on finishing the race with us. But that determination is something we see modeled in Noah. Uh, fourth thing, sacrificed. Noah was prepared for sacrifice. Now I have a uh, Bible trivia quiz for you. Um, I would expect everyone to get this right, except Mike Cheers. But the, okay, um, how many of each animal went onto the ark? Okay, so how many cows were on there? How many lambs were on there? Wrong. Mike, don't pretend you know. <laughs> okay, I've given three Mike Cheers jokes now, so we've got we to leave it there. Okay. We'll leave it there. But that's right. It's a, I didn't realize this. I honestly, I don't know how many times I've read the account of Noah in my life. It's the first time that this stood out to me was yesterday. Genesis 7-2. Take with you seven pairs, male and female, of each animal I have approved for eating and for sacrifice. I'd never, that had never leapt out of me before. It never registered with me. And take one pair of each of the others. So in his obedience, Noah went into the ark ready and prepared for sacrifice. A true builder with a kingdom mindset is well aware of the sacrifice required and is obedient to make that sacrifice. Noah started this journey on the boat, started before, the, before a first drop of rain. He was ready to make sacrifices. He was prepared to sacrifice. He knew it was, was going to be required, and he was prepared and willing and obedient to do so. Fourth thing, patient. Patient. He showed patience as they waited seven days for the waters. Genesis 7, uh, verse 1. Go into the boat with all your family. Then jump down to verse 4. Seven days from now, I will make the rains pour down on the earth. Go into the boat with all your family. Seven days from now, I will make the rains pour down on the earth. And for 40 days and 40 nights, until I have wiped from the earth all the living things I have created. So Noah and the family are hanging in the boat for seven days waiting for the rain to come. They're in the boat on dry ground for a week. Now this is after the long building process. This is after being mocked and ridiculed for doing such an incredibly ridiculous project. The hard work of getting all this done, and now we just have to hang in here for a week waiting. And then it says the final thing, the Lord closed the door. The Lord closed the door, 716. A male and female of each kind entered just as God had commanded Noah. Then the Lord closed the door behind them. And this is the final thought. We can't do it all. God has to do his part for it to mean anything. Building is hard work. But for anything we do to have eternal value, God needs to do his part. 
So Annie can be obedient and go into the clubs, but God doing his part is what makes the eternal difference. Megan and I, we can be ambitious and believe that God has enormous things in store for Word of Life, but we aren't the ones that can pull it off. Carmen can be determined to pull off all the things that are required to make school possible. But without God, we cannot have an incredible Christian school over the road. Pastor Lisa can sacrifice and sacrifice to make sure the kids' leaders and the kids are shown the love of God, but it's the Lord that does something that makes that sacrifice worth anything. Miss Trudy shows a lot of patience for you and I to get our receipts in on time. And God honors that. But all these qualities we should embrace. But none of this changes anything unless God closes the door, unless he plays his part. Five qualities from Noah, five builder qualities. One, he was obedient, he was ambitious, he was determined, he sacrificed, and he was patient. Lord, take something from this. Lord, this incredible man, this incredible man that you called righteous, that was obedient in an unbelievable task, Lord, I pray that you take something from his role model, his example, and you help shape our minds and shape our thinking about how we're going to lead teams, how we're going to lead ourselves, how we're going to serve this church and serve you. Lord, help us be builders. Lord, help us be builders. Lord, we want to see your kingdom move. We want to see people impacted with the incredible news of the gospel. Lord, that life-saving message of Jesus. Lord, that the flood didn't fix it, but the blood of Jesus did. So, Lord, we, wanna, we want you to do whatever you can to take our efforts to be worthwhile to impact the lives of people. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, we hope that you were blessed and encouraged by today's talk. If you are a leader or a ministry director here at Word of Life, there are tons of resources available on our website. Head to wordoflifeag.org. Go to the menu and tap on Leaders. We'll be posting new episodes of this podcast every week, so be sure to subscribe to us anywhere you get your podcasts. See you next week.